0: Coach B said, hey, uh, what do y'all want to run? I said, Coach B, I want to run deep. It was like, you want to run deep? I said, yeah, because if he going to break my neck, let him break my neck the first play. I went up there and caught the ball, and I ain't worried. As soon as I caught the ball, I got up and said, you going to do what?
1: What's up, guys? This is Logan from Here the Spear presented by Noel Game Day. We're here to preview the Miami week. We got Peter work on. We're going to give that interview to you guys here in a couple of seconds, literally. Uh, first of all, before we go in, I want to thank Jack's uh, Spirit Sports Collectibles. Uh, right now, we're doing a giveaway on our Twitter, Here the Spear. Uh, make sure you guys are following there and retweeting for your chance to get a Sugar Bowl signed by Sugar Bowl Magazine Program. Uh, signed by Peter Wark and then also a rookie card so thank you g- again to Jack at Spirit Sports Collectibles uh, what's up What's up, guys how you doing?
2: I'm ready to get P-Dub on man you know how I'm doing chomping at the bit to talk to a Seminole legend
1: this, this is going to be a really good interview He's from what I've been told he hates Miami the most so this is definitely going to be entertaining so I say we bounce right into it give the listeners let's do what it. they want
2: let's
0: do it Looking home run again. Hello, Mr. Warren. In a foot race. Hello, end zone. No strike first.
1: And here, watch him come in, and then skinny post it. Nick Sorensen, an ex-quarterback, is the mismatch. That's who they're going after, the free safety
3: right there. They know that Sorensen doesn't have the speed to get there. You spread the field, you look for your mismatch, and you attack the mismatch.
1: Peter Ward. Back to return this punt. Second touchdown by the middle. And so he rushes this one. That sometimes happens after a block punt. One hop, Warwick says, let's go. And Alley, 40-yard line. In a race, won't
2: catch him.
1: Hello, in zone.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a great thought. Here's Winky. Going deep, Warwick's
1: all alone. Penalty flags down, touchdown. Touchdown, Florida State. 43 yards, and Peter Warwick, a night of redemption, his third touchdown of this championship. Alright, what's up guys? We got the big time guest on tonight for the show. We've got three times first team All-ACC, two time consensus All-American, 1999 national champion and Sugar Bowl MVP, Peter Wark, is in the house with us tonight. What's up, P-Dub? What's up? What's up? What's up? Ooh, it's Miami week.
0: How you feeling? Hey, I'm excited. I'm excited. Hey, before, I'm,
2: before we get into anything, Pete dub you were 5-0 against Miami, so we already know
0: how you feel coming into this week. <laughs> you better believe it. You better believe it. <laughs> Don't even see Miami at all.
1: No, no, not even on your radar. That green and nope. orange makes you puke.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, he sees he sees green for sure because he's getting money against Miami. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god.
1: I'll let you go. Yeah. Justin. So
3: yeah. So first off, I just want to step away from the Miami game and flash back to the the season opener. Peter, how did it feel to have your jersey retired in Doe Campbell Stadium? Uh, honestly, it was
0: like, ooh, it was like a, a humbling experience. You know, I never, I never imagined that that day would come, mm-hmm. but it did, and I, I just thank God for Him allowing me to, you know, be in that position, and I just thank God for it. It was. It was real. It was unexpected, man. How it happened, and how I talked to Coach Taggart, and he brought me down, and the way he did it, you know, I it, it it was it was a humbling experience for him.
1: How speaking of Taggart, how's your relationship with him? I mean, it seems like y'all are close, and and talk a little bit about that. Ah, uh, with, with Coach Taggart, man,
0: it's like to me, like he's a better he's a better person. You know, you know, a lot of people, you know, they call him Coach Taggart. I call him Willie T. we got a great relationship um, on side of football. But he just to sit back and just see the see the things that uh the Lord has blessed him with as far as having the opportunity to be at the school, to coach at the school that was his dream. And, you know, it's it's just an honor. Just to say that, you know, that's my friend. And he's not only that, he's at the school that I love. Florida State, and everybody knows that. So, for me, it's really special. And I know it's special for him. You know, it's, it's just it's just a great honor to to say that Coach Taggart is not only a great coach, but a friend of mine.
2: P-Dub, I just want to throw it back to the reason you got... Your jersey retired in the first place, or one of the reasons, I guess, the way you capped your uh, career at Florida State. So in the 99 National Championship, when you made the uh-huh. game-sealing catch to deliver FSU its second title, the story yeah. is, on the, the word on the street is you told Wanky just to throw it up and you'd come down with it. But I've always wanted to yeah. hear the story from the man himself. So what happened in the huddle? What happened on that play?
0: Okay. You wanna hear? It, you can hear I it from wanna me. hear. It. I
2: need I need to hear it from <laughs> you. I'll
0: hear the, it from everybody
1: else. Uh, the listeners wanna exactly. hear it.
0: They they wanna hear. It. See this how honestly this what what happened. Um, we was talking about what play we wanted to run. And, you know, honest I looked at Coach B and I said, Coach B, I wanna finish him. He looked me in the eyes and said, You wanna finish him? I was like, Yes. He said, Throw the ball deep to number nine. I said, I got you. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, that's like you know, out of a movie. Yes. And and and, it, and I meant that, you know, it, it, for me, it was, you know, just being the person that I was, you know, being a competitor that I was, I just lost the year before to Tennessee. And I wasn't going to let that happen again. You know, so for me, it was special because I didn't want to let my teammates down. And I know that those guys were looking up to me and what better moment than that moment. In the moment.
3: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I can't imagine what that must have been like. So Florida State, you know, they obviously have a huge game this weekend against some team called Miami. And I just I just want to ask you, uh when Who you played play for Bobby some some uh, team
2: named Miami. I, I don't know. Oh, I'm really okay, sure where okay. they're located. I was just I was just checking. I got. I, I think but, FSU's won like nine out of ten against them. It's probably like Pitt or something. I don't know
0: who it is. <laughs> Duke or
1: something. I, I heard
0: I was. heard y'all say something about orangey green. I thought maybe y'all was talking about you I I didn't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Rattler Strike, baby. No,
1: I, I think I think he's talking about that team with the chain down south with all the swag they supposedly have. Uh, yeah. You got
3: nothing on the backpack. but yeah Peter I just I just wanted to ask you um how did Bobby Bowden help the teams that you played on prepare for those type of environments
0: you know what honestly you know everybody everybody knows like uh what kind of person that coach coach B is you know but what what people really don't understand and what people really don't know is we had other great coaches, you know, you know, like Coach B let our position coaches, let them be like the head coaches of the position. Like we had great coaches like Mark Rick, you know, mm-hmm. Coach Amato, Coach Andrews, Coach Gladden, you know, Odell. You know, we had those guys who, you know, during the week instilled in us this is what it's going to be like you know everybody know that coach b yes he is a great leader he's a great motivation he gonna keep he gonna make sure that you do everything possible during the week to be prepared for those games like that but honestly they didn't have to do it it was it was the players we put it upon ourselves to know that okay this is the week you know we're gonna go out here and be great and everybody knows you got to do to beat Miami. It's got to be a team effort, and you know it, 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 it was just the players, the way we felt about it, the way the way we went into the week. You know, we knew that we couldn't just show up on Saturdays to beat Miami. We got to beat Miami during the week, and that's how we prepared to beat them.
1: I got I got a quick question too, kind of in the Bobby and realm. What about Taggart bringing back uh, Coach Andrews? How how awesome is that? I see Mickey Andrews on the sideline, almost five feet off the sideline, giving ref some trouble. How about that? Isn't that awesome?
0: <laughs> Man, when I when I went back and I was I already knew Coach Andrews was there because I um just you know I heard about it, but when I walked on the sideline seeing Coach Andrews, shoot, I. I almost got scared as if he was coaching me. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's just, that's just the fear that, you know, the coaches had in us and the respect that we had for him being out there. You know, it's just the way he, the way he coaches, the way he introduces the game and the way he prepares you, the way he wants you to, you go out and just be a class, a guy. And if you don't, you getting cussed out? You better believe that. <laughs> that doesn't you surprise me. Have you ever? Were you ever cussed
1: out during your time at FSU from him?
0: Me get cussed out? <laughs> he never. I always do what's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: we're not gonna say anything.
2: All right. So people yeah, we,
1: right.
2: we just said we were just talking about how you were so so successful against Miami. Obviously, in '98, you lit them up for like 200 yards. Um, yeah. You guys were five and zero against them. So was that your biggest rival when you were at FSU even though it wasn't really any competition or or was it more Florida? What was your biggest rival?
0: It was it was it was just we honestly we went into every game just feeling like you know what's the difference between thinking thinking that you're good and actually knowing that you're good. You know, I tell people this all the time. You know, it wasn't about Okay, this week we playing Florida. This is what we need to do. Or this week we playing against Miami. This is what we need to do. No, every week we went into it the same way, doing the same thing. We didn't do nothing. We didn't change. We didn't flinch. We went into it. That's how we did. We went into it. We weren't thinking about okay, we're gonna win. We're gonna win the championship. We already knew that we was going, but what we had to do was win one game at a time. You can't look past another team. That's how you get beat. You got to focus on your competitors right then. I mean, everybody knows, I mean, as, like for me, as, as a competitor and as a player, I went out there thinking, you know, just, just thinking for me, saying, okay, if I want to make it to the NFL, I got to have a great game against Florida Gators and Miami because those are the two teams that we have to beat to make it to the national championship. And, and every other game is going to set me up to do this, and that's how that's how we approach it. That's how we thought about it.
1: This game coming up on Saturday, primetime ABC, three thirty. Uh, Miami's ranked seventeenth in the country. There's been a lot of uh, just. A crazy season so far, Florida State. A lot of learning, a whole new scheme. Uh, lethal simplicity is still trying to be figured out. Uh, it feels like on the offensive yeah. side. What do you think has got to start clicking for these wide receivers and even Cam Akers back in the backfield? What do you think has to go in and in mentality-wise, uh, going against a rivalry game in Miami?
0: Well, you know the game is going to be the game is going to be what it is. But I think that <clears throat> with our guys. And with the offense that Coach Taggart is, you know, presenting to the guys, I think that they just got to buy into the system, buy into what he's saying, do what he's saying, and everybody has to come together and be as one, you know, uh, be on the same accord. You know, we can't have to to be a great team, you can't have, you got to take care of the ball. You can't have Mr. Simon. We can't have every play. We look up Francois getting off the ground. We can't have that. We got to have moments when that's the things that was happening. We got to do that to other teams. That's how we'd be successful. We got to have the mentality that, hey, this is Florida State. Somebody has a, Somebody has to step it up and be a leader at some point. And, and and take initiative for the things that are going on, and you know I, I tell people all the time, look, fact still remains we only lost two games. There's no reason to panic because cause, w- what I learned is all about timing. And watch how I work out; it's going to work itself out. Yeah. What do you mean by it's all about timing? Just that
2: it's early in the year, so it looks worse than it would be if it was later. Yeah. I mean, like
0: uh, everybody putting emphasis on, oh, um, things not going the way, you know, we thought it would be. But last year at this time, what was our record? Yeah, two, two and three. Yeah, two and three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And nobody was panicking last year. You know, they're uh, they not doing – they wasn't doing that last year. But now it's like all of a sudden, okay, we got a new coach. But, you know, once – like I said, once the kids, you know, just buy into what Coach Taggart is saying, you see he changed everything. Everything. You know, he came in and it's, it's a different mind frame. Everybody, you know, having fun, everybody. So what they just got to do is just, uh, just settle down and just play Florida State football. We still Florida State. Yeah, Florida's that, that, that's never going to change. <laughs> never. That rivalry
1: with Miami. and I, A lot of people have been texting me, asking me, you know, is this game going to be competitive? That's been, like, the topic uh, I've been asked this whole I entire week. And I said
0: – Why are people feeling like that? I don't know why they just saying, like, as if <laughs> Miami just going to go out there and blow us out mm-hmm. the water. Like, Yeah. What is Miami doing so special? <laughs> they are worried that always – they got blown out by LSU
2: and then beat four cupcakes. That is all.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, still, and guess what? Guess what? The facts still remain. They still got to line up and play on Saturday. You can't talk about what you're going to do. You have to go out there and do it. And we going to see. We're going to see now.
1: Willie Taggart's emphasized the rivalry stuff with uh, Miami and UF. You know, he's made sure these guys are studying – when they're off the field knowing what's going on former coaches former games all the big plays he's bringing in former guys like you to talk to him so they're i think it'll definitely be uh competitive i have no oh, yeah. other thought there's going to be completely oh doubt. yeah they know what it, hey
0: those players they know what this game is all about
1: and a lot of these guys these younger guys and even the players you know actually know them uh, from high school or around that area. So it's definitely uh, eager to be ahead of them in a lot of ways. Yes. Yes,
0: sir.
3: Yeah, so so Peter, speaking of that uh, Miami versus Florida State rivalry, what was your most memorable moment in uh, getting
0: a chance to play in it? Uh, You know what? Playing against Miami is like, it's different from playing against any other team because it's so much trash talking. It's so much. We the best team. Who's the best team in Florida? And when you, when you play Miami, not only when you play Miami, you, you play in Miami. It's different. The fans are different. They throw oranges at you. You know, you beat them. You you get ready to go to your car. You can't let them notice. You got a Florida State sticker a Florida State. Nothing you mess around, your car gonna be vandalized. <laughs> so for me, so for me, I, I, it was personal. It was personal, and it was business. You know, I, my my most memorable moment I can remember. Uh, I can remember playing against Miami and Leonard Myers. He said. Hey, we gonna break Peter Warwick's neck. That's what he said. Mm, he said I, I had it. I had it in my locker. Leonard, Leonard Myers. Uh, God bless the dead. Uh, he passed. I heard mm. that he passed. You know, it kind of, it's kind of heartbreaking. You know, it was tough, man. So I want to say yeah. my condolences to him and his family. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, I can remember playing against Leonard Myers. He said, "We are gonna break Peter Warwick's neck." So I was like, you going to break my neck? God, dog, is, is it that serious? I said, well, I'll tell you what. First play of the game, Coach B said, hey, uh, what do y'all want to run? I said, Coach B, I want to run deep. He was like, you want to run deep? I said, yeah, because if he's going to break my neck, let him break my neck the first play. I went up there and caught the ball, and I ain't worried. As soon as I caught the ball and let him out, I got up and said, you going to do what? And walked off from it. <laughs> <laughs> And gave him every hey look and gave him everything he wanted the whole game.
2: Yeah. So that was
0: that was the most memorable plan against Miami for me. So they lucky they get they lucky they didn't get an opportunity to see me that last that last year. I was there. I was gonna give him everything they wanted again.
2: Oh yeah, especially after the year before with two hundred <laughs> yeah. yards, y'all drubbed them. Yeah. Um. So I know we we think it's gonna be competitive, but. At least Vegas, it's a Miami's favorite by 13 points right now. Do you think the teams? Yeah, you think the teams? No, it's 13, 13. You think the team sees that and how? Like when you guys, I know you guys weren't underdogs that that many times when you were there, because that was during the dynasty. But yeah, like what? What? What is your mindset going into a game like that where it's a rivalry and people don't people are counting you out? What was your mindset
0: and how do you think this team will react? I think that uh my mindset is you know just you got to you gotta play every game like like it's like you're just trying to blow everybody out the water, you got to have that mentality that we are the better team uh and i i, I think I think the kids at there right now on the team, I think that they they understand you know it's not like they going into this game feeling like they're gonna lose, they're definitely not thinking like that. They definitely had a mindset that they're gonna go out and win this game, and you know I go back I go back to the games just to show my resp- show my um, show my support by letting them know that hey I'm here I'm gonna be here I'm gonna ride with you to Florida State this is what we do and I'm gonna be there on Saturday and let them know the same thing. You know when things start when things start not going the um, the right ways, uh, hopefully. It don't. We don't have to worry about that. You know. Hopefully, the kids already know. The way, what it's going to be? I wanna. I wanna. Upset. Upset alert. Uh
1: oh. I already caught. Con- no. No prediction yet. We're gonna save it for the end. Saving it for the end. All right. So you, you got to tell us about the swag walk you gave uh, during the sugar Bowl. You know, before before the game, you got to tell me where you practicing that. <laughs> Yeah, was Town it the first time you ever
0: game. pulled it off? Was, like, was it in the I, moment? I, like spur of the moment thing, I, or what's up with that? That, that, was, that, still, was, that was, that was, hey, honestly, man, that was in the moment. That was in the moment. I just, I came out there. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't know what I was gonna do, but I had to. I, I, I knew what I was gonna do on the field, but I ain't, I ain't know what I was gonna do coming out. And I, and I didn't know. I didn't know that they was gonna talk about it the way they talking about it. They talk about it now. Everybody like I have so many people, they'll meet me and they'll be like, Hey, Pete up. I just want you to do one thing. Do what you did when you came out the tunnel. Okay. I, I I cry laugh and I'll be like, Oh my goodness. Did y'all like that? I you gotta know, I, I got oil I got oil up the knee, man, to get it right. Okay.
2: I know I know you're on Twitter, but I don't know if you've seen that GIF or whatever. The meme still makes it around Twitter. People still use that all the time. I see it all the time. The, that for little real. clip is awesome.
0: I had a lot of people ask me to do that. And then after that, hey, hey look, hey look, I, I might, I might do it for y'all one day.
1: Okay. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm ready. Let me get the video camera out. I would love to post it on <laughs> I'm Instagram. I'm
2: surprised you didn't do it at the 50-yard line when you got your jersey you retired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Out
1: to the Seminole head. <laughs> right on it. And then after that'd the game, be, two, one of the like most iconic pictures, too, is, of course, you pointing at the crystal ball with your coach, Bobby Bowden.
0: What, was, what were yeah. y'all talking about? Because there
1: was a snippet of y'all talking about uh, something there while you were pointing at it. What were y'all talking about?
0: So you know, when um, at the end of the game, you know you get to hold that, you get to hold the crystal ball. But mm-hmm. I told Coach B when they brought the crystal ball to me, I told him, "Hey, look, Coach, I did it for you. Well, we did it for you as a team. You, you, you take this crystal ball because you deserve it. Let me get this trophy over here. <laughs> I wanted that MVP trophy. Yeah. That's what I got. I told you, you have that, and I'm gonna have this." So that's
2: what that was. P-Dub, I know you are on the sideline for the Virginia Tech game. Uh, We saw you on TV whispering into DJ Matthew's ear some words of encouragement before drives and stuff like that. Uh, How do you feel about this year's wide receiver group and being
0: around the program, who stands out to you the most? Uh, Just just watching them. I think all of them give you a little something different. You know, uh, shout out to all the receivers. You know, I, I, I love all of them. You know, and. You know, it's a lot of stuff that you know they could do better, but you know, it, as 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 a core, as a group, I think they started to jail and figure it out. Like, oh, this is how it can be. You know, it they they got to find they got to find a niche that what they can do. You know, when I was playing receiver, you know how 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 I changed my game was I took everything that every receiver had on the team and put it into my game. So I took Dugan's, I took his mentality, his, his pre- perseverance, you know. Andre Cooper, I took his tenacity, you know. E.G. Green, I took the way he run routes and Jermaine Stringer. He'd be fast off the ball, you know. Snoop that you know, we all both, we both talk trash. And I just took it to another level just by listening to Snoop and, Coles, you know, and having that dog, and just being mean, you know, you just and put it into one, and that's what that's how I think you become a great receiver, you know. And I try to teach guys like it's rules to catching the football. So it's a couple of times, you know, I see like Nooney on the sideline, he dropped the ball. I go to him like, hey, look, the reason why you did it is because you got your hands turned this way, but you got to turn them back the other way and make it easier for you. You know, I, I, I let him know, you don't catch the ball with your hands. You catch the ball with your eye. And he was like, you know what, Coach? You're right. I got you. And next time he go out there and do it right, and he'll come back to the sideline and be like, Coach beat up. Man, you was right. And so <laughs> that's what I think that they have to do. But they're they, they figuring it out. You know, they learning how to win. Once you learn how to win, it's like a light bulb that just click on and just, oh, oh okay, this is, this is how it is, doing it the right way.
3: You know, obviously,
0: I, I, I like I like all of, them. I like all of. Them. <laughs> yeah, Peter, and
3: obviously, you know, there's only there's only one Peter Warwick at, at FSU, and and you're a true Seminole legend. But do you see any players on this roster who possess some of the same qualities that you possessed yourself?
0: You mm, saying the same. Yeah, I
2: mean,
0: maker, they're not—they're not gonna be people <laughs> no, <Ward>, <laughs> like That same—that same—that like, same wiggle, I see, that same elusiveness. I, I, I see, I see. DJ, he got—he got, he got that—he got that wiggle. He got that P Dub in it. He <laughs> just got to bring it out of him and just give him the ball a little more, you know. Put Nooni, put in the slide, and DJ Matthews on the other side and make it hard for defense. To cover these guys, and you know, with Gavin on our side, and uh make it tough for him. I think there's you a guy. Know, but I, uh, who you I like? The, guy, I, I think
1: there's a young guy that you should definitely keep your eye on, Trace Sean Harris, he wears number eighty-eight. And I think that's a, that's a guy that, you that know I think. I know.
0: Yeah, he, he got. I see it. He got that. He got that. He has got from, a little bit of it. From Cali. Yeah. He's from Seattle. Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. West Side. He, he from no, I'm man. He from Seattle, right?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see that. I see that in him. I see every little, every chance he get the ball, he making something happen. Every time he get it, mm-hmm. and that's what we need. You know, we, we we need somebody that at any given moment can go the distance. That's how you. That's how you have a great team. At any given moment, we can go the distance. We can score. That's that's what we are looking for.
2: All right, Peter. You know we got to get a score prediction from you. So what are you expecting out of the Nols this weekend? Let's hear it. What do you
0: got? You know, I'm you. You know that Florida State is gonna win, so you can't ask me that. You gotta I mean, ask somebody. By how much? That. By
2: how much? That's the question.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna get. I look. I'm gonna give my prediction. Uh, this week. He's in. I got. I got a. I got. I'm. I'm. I'm still like analyzing and going back looking at our film and what we could do and what I think that we can't do and I'm gonna go watch Miami and see the things that they're good at, the things that they're not good at and I'm gonna give you my predictions this before, before Saturday, you can bet that
2: Okay, so you we know you got FSU winning we'll, we'll, we'll wait for the prediction but tell everybody where we can find your stuff, shout out some of the stuff you're working on um, I know you have a website and stuff like that so so shout it out if
0: you want Oh yeah, you already know. Um, I got uh T-shirts, you know, with my jerseys Where can and all that. Those? You can go to, you can go to um dot com and Fanatics dot com. Go ahead and get those Peter Dub shirts, <laughs> Peter Ward jersey, and represent. You know, and get that, put that number nine on, and wear the shirts. Those,
1: those jerseys are dope. I can't. I can't lie about that. But before before we end off, since you're not gonna give a score prediction, give me just give me a bold <laughs> a bold prediction of a player that might do something on Saturday. Something that would be bold, big. When you you
0: you say say that again? Now. Just you get do what? A just player? give me a
1: bold prediction, like Cam Akers for 200 yards rushing <laughs> or Trayshawn oh, Harris and two touchdowns. I'm gonna go. I'm
0: gonna say. I'm gonna say Nooney. He gonna have nine catches. One ninety.
2: Oh, just Whoa. like. Oh, okay. One ninety <laughs> is exactly I'm what you put- had in 1998 against Miami. Is there any? Is there
0: any hint there? What yeah, is that what's about? up with that? I, I, that's. I just. I just. I just put that. I just put that on him. I put that pressure on him. Okay. <laughs> Put that pressure on him, make it, make, it, make it happen.
2: Noonie Warwick, okay, that's what,
0: let's do it. Look, that's what we're going to need anyway. We're going to need that. We're going to need everything from everybody, not just him, but from all the receivers, all the guys, all the running backs, Cam, to you know, Patrick, all that, and Francois to be on point, offensive line doing their job, and everybody just you know, playing Florida State football, lights out, and just balls out.
1: Yes, sir. Well,
0: it's time. It's time. It's, it's, it's time. It's all about
1: time. And we still have time. Yep. It's going to be a fun game to watch. I want to thank you so much for coming on here to talk some FSU football with us. Hopefully we'll be able to get you on here I later know. in the season, hopefully, or something
0: like that. Uh, thank you for staying yeah. extra on here well, with us, too. Hey, man, you know, I'm going to do that. Hey, listen, I'm also working on some football mini camps, you know, in different cities, different states. After the season, though. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make sure I do that. You know, I'm trying to, you know, mold guys into being great receivers and being great men and, you know, talk to them about the things that can make your life better and just it's going to work yourself out. Maybe I'm, I'm here. I'm here for everybody. That's Before awesome, Pino. Do, Thank
2: you. I'm this is back. This is my favorite interview by far, so thanks for coming on.
1: Hey,
0: man, I appreciate it,
1: I appreciate it, I appreciate it. Woo, that that interview was everything we wanted, wasn't it? Man, true Seminole legend.
3: That was ridiculous. I mean, having Peter Ward talk tonight about Miami was just awesome.
1: I I like the stories he brought up about uh, who was it that told him that they were going to break his neck before the game and stuff, and he put put a picture up or a the quote up on his locker or something like that. I
2: love my favorite story is the the game sealing national
1: championship
2: touchdown. One of the most iconic plays in FSU history. Just the back and forth between him and Bobby Bowden is like it's something you couldn't write. It's incredible.
1: So let's go and give our uh, let's go and get into the analysis of this game. Uh, we're going to kind of be a little <laughs> spectacle about what's going to happen. You know, Noonie Murray just came off a really Game-saving play Wait, we got to talk about Louisville. this
2: play, this nah. Louisville game, not the play. <laughs> first of all, first of all, first of all, Dustin, first of all, last week I said, hold up, I'm going to pull it up. This is what I said last week before the Louisville <laughs> game. Lucky to win that game. And then this year we go there, we win 23-21 on some lucky nonsense. Are you kidding me? on some lucky nonsense. We win 23-21. That was a little off. It was 28-24, but some lucky nonsense was right on. Bobby Trino could have probably ran the clock out. He didn't. He elected to throw. We we get an interception, AJ Westbrook come down, score a game-winning touchdown. Just like I said, you heard it here on here the spear. Never doubt us. That's
1: all I got to say. <laughs> only took 4 weeks in to get something right on here, Ryan.
2: Only took 4 weeks in, maybe. <laughs> yeah.
3: And I mean, can we a- just talk about that play call that Louisville uh, made to, to throw it instead of running. I mean, how, how awful was that, you know, with the game uh, where it was at that point? Idiotic. I think
2: it was, think it was bad, but <laughs> I think, I don't know. I think it was, uh, there was something going on between the quarterback and tight end. Some sort of hand signal or something. Some sort of hot route, if not a, an audible of the play altogether. So, gu- good yeah. A.J. Westbrook, to realize that and jump it. Uh, and pretty idiotic by the
1: the Cardinals. You know what I thought about that play from Noonie Murray? I have flashbacks from the Michigan game. Did y'all have that too? Whenever he was running down to the end yeah. zone.
2: Yeah. You know what I? You know what it reminded me of is uh, Rashad Green against Virginia Tech. Dude. And holy I think, crap! I think I 2011. Say that. <laughs> right, right. Where he took kind of took a slant <laughs> where FSU was not even sure whether they were gonna score or not. Like, uh, like it was just like this game. I think it was 20, yeah, okay, I think it was 2011, but might have been it 2012. Okay, 2012. Yeah, 2012. And <laughs> and Rashad Green catches a slant ju- from the same side of the field, the left side of the field, and runs all the way to the right pylon. I mean, you, you didn't really run to the right pylon, but still, it was so surreal. Like, almost the exact same thing. Mm.
1: Woo, and so, all right, Florida, Florida State's going to go uh, at 3.30, primetime, ABC, ESPN, uh, in front of uh, a lot of, fans that are like kind of 50-50. I mean, they're hyped up. Of course, it's Miami week. They hate Miami. Uh, in my opinion, it's one of the nastiest rivalries in college football. What, what's like one of y'all's favorite memories from, you know, during our time? Remember, we're young. I'm 21. What, Dustin, you're 23? Something like that. 24. Okay, so we have like some younger <laughs> memories. So what are, what are yeah. some of y'all's? You gotta give me a second to think about this. I mean, I can start off. I, I think I there's can just start been so off many first. good memories start because
2: off. every game has like a signature play, and we've won eight out of the last yeah. nine. So let me let me Go start ahead.
1: off. I'll I'll give off like a little snippet of one of my favorites. It'd probably be I was in the stands and doke uh, whenever Nigel Bradham absolutely destroyed the wide receiver who was the uh, quarterback that absolutely was, was at it? fault for it. I know exactly who it is. So Corey Harris. Yeah, I think so. He absolutely threw him uh, that ball in the worst position. Nigel Bradham, that was like the beginning of the whole targeting uh, saga. Now that's going through college football more in the NFL now, but that hit was absolutely stupid. The whole stadium was losing their mind. Jimbo Fisher was all, all the way out on the field cussing out a ref and saying some nice words to him. And I thought that was—I'll never forget that. And I was pretty young during then, uh, but that's definitely one of. Them. Another one is uh, just Dalvin Cook running all over Miami. I mean, even Cam Akers has done it. Devontae Freeman's done it. it just seems like Florida State running backs. We'll talk about this later, but it seems like Florida State running backs always seem to have uh, good plays and good uh, performances against the Miami Hurricanes. Not last year, but yes, you're right. <laughs> I thought Cam Akers had a had a pretty decent game last year. I mean, the the part I guess I'm going off of is whenever he actually woke up the entire sideline while they were sleeping after the hit on the DB, and that actually Ooh. got the team fired up. And that's yeah, we I
2: actually think. did run it a little. I I was a little bit wrong. We did run it last year pretty well. Yeah, we couldn't he, he couldn't score, game. but we ran it well. Yeah,
3: I would say the offense has kind of flipped a little bit from last year. They they had more success running the ball last year and now this year they're having success through the air so i mean it's just like a flip around nobody but, has any memories. um a moment a moment from a uh, florida state versus miami that i really remember was way back in 2008 when um first year starter christian ponder took the seminoles into coral gables and ran he, he he's not a running back I'm pretty sure Christian Ponder was a quarterback, if I remember myself. But he ran up and down that field against Miami. He had 144 yards rushing, and I just, I just remember being in shock. I'm like, wow, I've never seen a quarterback, at least a Florida State quarterback, run like this against another team.
1: Ryan's still thinking he doesn't have any memory. I have a lot of memories. All he remembers I've, is that he got one thing through. right in the matter of a week or close to something <laughs> right. Well, what's your? Come on, Ryan. What's your favorite memory? Are You losing your mind or something? You know, there's just so
2: many memories of seven wins in a row. But I think I'll go, kind of my earliest like good memory, because throughout my childhood it was back and forth and mostly Miami, but, um, 2010 is when we really turned the tide. And in that game, I remember uh, FSU was up big, um kind of blowing them out and then my favorite play which is the one i have ingrained in my memory is i think chris thompson in the le- like fourth quarters garbage time just ripped off like a 90 90 uh, something yard run and that's kind of what's ingrained in my memory and then kind of ever since he did that fsu has handled miami so we'll see what what goes on this weekend but that's probably my favorite memory
1: so i brought up earlier about florida State running backs having uh for the the past five, six years, having good performances against Miami's defense. Is there any chance that this could happen this weekend with how poorly the offensive line is blocking for these guys? Is that just a no-go, not going to happen, that streak's over with?
2: So um, what I'll say is no-go, not going to happen, that streak's over with.
3: The way the way I look at it is, anything can happen in a, in a rivalry game. When when you come into a game like this, Florida State versus Miami, you you throw out the records. It doesn't matter if Miami's having a bad year. It doesn't matter if Florida State's having a bad year. Both teams are going to come into this game and not even think about that, and just and just worry about playing each other. And and I think you know that that type of competitiveness competitiveness raises the level of of each team. So I mean, I could see a scenario where Cam Acres breaks out against Miami. You but think maybe just,
2: one or two big runs, but he's not going to consistently it's not gonna get the enough whole push. Game. Yeah, no, he's that. not going to get enough push to run. I mean, FSU leads the nation and tackles behind the line of scrimmage, and that's not because Cam Akers. Uh, <laughs> playing Miami doesn't give you talented offensive linemen. So uh, I'll just say no. give them that, that
3: fire and that that competitive juice. Like I think we'll see this team play as hard as they played all season on, on Saturday, whether know. they come out with a win
1: or not. <laughs> on on Saturday against Louisville, there was one player that I that I think Florida State uh, needs to be implementing more, and that's got to be Harris Harrison, the freshman from Seattle, number 88. Uh, we talked about it with uh, Peter Warwick. This guy needs to be handed the ball more, and every handed, needs to be pitched, needs to be thrown, uh, whichever way, it seems like he's got a little bit of that Dalvin Cook step with him. I tweeted earlier this week about him front-stepping a defender that absolutely broke him so they could get the first down. That guy is something that is talented that maybe you can see. You're starting to see a little bit of flash. You know, whenever a coach is in their first year, you see flashes of certain players or certain plays that are definitely you're going to see more of later on. Uh, And you can see that with Trayshawn Harris. And uh, is there uh, any comments on him too? I mean, one thing I'll say, and
2: it's not really a comment on him, but people are saying like he needs to get like 10 touches a game. One, I don't think that would work, uh, especially because if you're just going to give it to him in the jet sweep, the second, eventually the second the defense comes in motion, or unless uh, the second Harrison comes in motion, the defense is just going to cue in. It's not that hard to stop if you know it's coming. But what FSU could do, and what I think Willie should do and eventually will do, I'm not sure if it'll be this weekend, but so far every time Harrison's come in motion, they've given it to him and he's gotten about 10 to 15 yards. What's going to happen eventually is he's going to come in motion, fake it roll back the other way and hit a long play, whether it's too tight end that kind of blocks and sneaks out or whatever the case may be. But um, I do think that's going to be set up the Harrison in motion play. Yeah, and I'm,
3: I'm just going to say I, I really do think uh, in two years, Treshawn Harrison is going to be the most explosive player on Florida State's offense. I mean, he's, he's flashing tons of ability right now. It's still really early in his career. But, I mean, the, the potential is really there for him to develop into an elite prospect, even though he's only had limited touches thus far.
1: James Blackman was the starter last year, and, and K-Makers did have a good game. He was 20 carries, 121 yards. Uh, I'm just wondering if this offense has a chance to go against the big turnover chain in, in Miami.
2: I think I think they'll be fine – and turnovers and all that what I don't see is them getting enough push to sustain long drives so I think if FSU is going to win this game and if FSU is going to score more than 20 or so points they're going to need to hit big plays whether that's over the top to to Tamori Terry obviously Nyquan Murray's been uh, pretty explosive and Keith Gavin's been uh, while not explosive good at maybe 20 30 yard catches down the field so if FSU is going to win this game I don't think they're going to rush consistently for five or six yards of carry. What they need to do is hit big plays and score when they hit the big plays.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. And honestly, I think Florida State has been pretty good at taking care of the ball, you know, overall this season. Obviously, there Fumbling was a couple. Is issue. Yeah, there was a there was the outlier at Northern Illinois where they, they fumbled five times and then Francois tossed three interceptions in the season opener against Virginia Tech when they were just pushing for that comeback. But I mean, overall, I think you have to be happy with how this team is taking care of the ball. But now they're going into a matchup. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Miami scored three defensive touchdowns against North Carolina, something like that. Yes. So it's something you're gonna have to watch out for going into a game against probably the best defense that Florida State has seen, you know,
1: thus far.
2: Definitely the best.
1: There's not a Braxton Berrios this year. Sure. He
2: was the six round pick of the New England Patriots, nah, so he's nah, not I'd,
1: playing for Miami. I know every New England guy.
2: They is do the have guy some team, but he they went to. Better player than him in the slot this year. Jeff Thomas, though, who's their best receiver, probably best offensive player. We'll probably
1: give Florida State secondary, which we can talk to now and transition into that. Holy smokes. If that quarterback from Louisville wasn't hitting those uh, touchdowns, it would probably be a whole different score, and it would definitely be a loss. He could not hit those receivers at all right in the end zone. Uh, Barnett did not want to put a safety over the middle whatsoever, and that has to change on Saturday. I don't think it
2: was Barnett as much as the safety is just making poor plays. but I
1: don't think they were uh, in the position, though. I don't one think thing were, I'll say is
2: that um, – I don't think Barnett would have called such an aggressive defense if he thought Pass could beat him with his arm. So, like, yes, he missed some throws, but I don't think the throws would have necessarily been there against a better quarterback. So, I think they're i don't think it's fair to say that they would have got blown out if he hit the throws because um, obviously they would have played the, a, a different defense, a different defensive style and game plan if he was a better quarterback and not trusted the DB so much one one coverage. But to your point about the secondary. I don't think the corners are a problem at all. I actually think LeVon Taylor had a nice bounce back week. Kyle Myers was good as usual. It's really the linebackers in coverage and the safeties in coverage. So if if Miami can expose the middle of the field like Bobby Vitrino did, then it's going to be a long night for FSU. I mean, you just can you cannot give up uh,
3: I mean, there was at least four plays where they where Louisville had a uh, a walk in touchdown if that quarterback had a little bit more touch and and that's just the, the defensive, there were some breakdowns, there was some miscommunication uh, during that game on some of those plays. And that's just something you, you can't afford to happen, have happen uh, this weekend <clears throat> against Miami. But I am interested to see how uh, their redshirt freshman quarterback, not really sure how to say this name. Uh, <laughs> you guys know how to say it. Uh, go <laughs> ahead, give it Perry. your best.
1: Let's hear Nicholson. it. Kosey. What do you say? Kosey. What? Cozy? cozy? Oh. Me, dude? In Cozy? Come on, man. <laughs> Jeez. No, I have no idea what it is either. Just say uh, Miami's we'll quarterback. We'll just call
3: him. We'll call him Perry. The redshirt, <laughs> yeah. the
2: red-shirt freshman Perry. Bro, um, yeah, cozy Perry. It's not that hard. That's what I said the first
1: time. Dustin still calls me Logan, Logan so it's all right. He's got a problem with the way he. I get it, Dustin.
2: Him. Reading is tough. It's okay. <laughs> as a writer, I'm not, too. I'm not strong too. Yeah, Mr. as he's
1: a writer, lead writer.
2: This guy thinks his name is Juan Williams, speaking of. Huh? Oh,
1: that was Logan that said
2: that. Remember Juan Williams?
1: I heard Logan that from said Dustin. That. Uh, Dustin led me into that. He led me oh, into that trap. Oh, here we go. Led me right into that trap, I think. I did not say Juan. There was another one, too. Who was the other one? Oh, it was uh, DeKalin. One thing I'll say Declan. about.
2: One thing I'll say about Nico uh Nicozi Perry is I think I'd rather face him than Malik Rozier just because Rozier has while he might, may not be like quite as good he has the experience and the confidence knowing he can beat FSU since he did it last year where Nicozi Perry's only played against FIU or only started like played meaningful snaps against FIU and UNC so he hasn't seen anything close to an FSU caliber defense yet so if he makes some mistakes early they might have a quarterback switch in the first half or whatever and that could be potentially big for FSU so I Just like, pay attention to Nacozi Perry and how confident he is against his
1: defense because, remember, he hasn't really played anybody. I like your point there, but it also depends on which quarter of defense Florida State is playing. I think you need to keep that <laughs> in mind, too. I think that needs to be – I, I want to get y'all's bold predictions on on Saturday. Just give me one. It doesn't matter which side of the ball. We're talking about Miami, FSU. Give
2: At this me- point, is it is it bold to say that FSU will recover a fumble that it forces? because FSU has forced 15 fumbles this year and recovered two, which FSU's forced the most fumbles in the country this year, and they have nothing to show for it because they don't recover any.
1: That would be bold, probably. Very bold. That's what the big topic of the week is right now. I know Willie Taggart mentioned that that's what they're working on every day during practice is actually making sure you go and grab the football.
3: Um, as for a bold prediction for me, um I see Florida State holding Miami to under hundred yards rushing on Saturday. I really do think um the defensive line is going to have a great game, and i'm I'm looking to some of those those linebackers um outside of Decolon Brooks and Don Tavius Jackson to really step up and and make some plays.
1: okay, you're going that i'm i'm gonna I'm gonna go defensive wise too. And I'm going to say Levante Taylor grabs himself an in interception. And no it doesn't sound bold.
2: It's bold. But it's bold. Se-
1: yeah, but with this, yeah, of course, let me <laughs> let me keep going here. Jeez. Uh, but with how the season's going and how he's been performing how he's been worked, uh, him getting an re- uh, interception would be a bold statement. And I think he can do that against this uh, young quarterback. And if the defensive line can give some pressure, this quarterback's going to have a rough time and aiming and where he's placing this ball, these these balls. And I'm sure they're going to try to go after Levante Taylor if they watched most of the film of him getting uh, beat and worn out uh, by uh, taller wide receivers. So I'm going to go Levante has Taylor. Some
2: very good wide receivers.
1: Yep, I think I think Levante Taylor. If, if he gets that, that's definitely a bold statement. Let me ask uh, well, you guys one this. Thing-
3: one thing I love is that you're
1: not trying to uh, pronounce his name. You're just saying their quarterback.
2: <laughs> Nikozy Perry, guys. Nikozy Perry, Nikozy Perry, Nikozy Perry. N.P. Okay, next. I have a question for you guys. It seems like in big, big games like this, obviously national television, rival game, usually there's an FSU player that breaks out. If you think about it over the years, I think Jalen Ramsey kind of broke out in this game in 2014. Um, just there's, there's countless people, but I, I – I want to know who you guys think is has his breakout game this year and establishes himself as kind of a college football, I don't want to say like star, but just somebody who you wouldn't expect, young guy probably that you wouldn't expect, but has a big game and establishes himself, offense or defense, whatever you guys think.
3: Um, I'm going to say um, redshirt freshman defensive tackle Corey Durden. I, I've really been – Impressed with what he's brought to the field thus far, he's been he's been pretty good at rushing the the passer and cleaning up on some of the plays that the other defensive lineman couldn't finish. So, I don't know. I I really think he plays with a lot of emotion, so I can I can see him coming into a a rivalry matchup like this and really showing out.
1: Uh, I'm I'm going to go with something that's going to shock both of you. Uh, It's going to have to be offensive wise. And I'm going to say that uh, number 12, DeAndre Francois, has a game that we won't forget and a game that uh, solidifies. If they're going to have a chance to beat Florida State, beat beat Miami, then I'm going to go with uh, DeAndre Francois. I think he's getting close to where he's starting to figure out where his talent is on offense, who to get the ball to, make his reads, his quick reads. Uh, And I, I, I think... If he he can settle down, and we've seen it before, I think one of his biggest performances to me was against Michigan on a big stage. He'll be on a big stage against uh, Miami at 3.30 on prime time in front of the whole entire country. If he can settle down, make sure his guys know what they're doing, write assignments, uh, routes, everything. Hold on. uh,
2: So for my breakout player, I'm going to go with an actual – Young player, not a fourth-year quarterback like Logan went with. <clears throat> so, we <laughs> nice. go with Sante Samuel Jr., number 26. I think uh, he's a really talented freshman. He's from South Florida, Fort Lauderdale. So, I think it, the game's going to mean a lot to him. I think he ends up with a pick, a big hit or a forced fumble that kind of, I don't know, solidifies him as a, a big-time player in this defense for the next three years. Uh, kind of like... Samford Samuel senior did against uh, Roscoe Parrish so many years ago, and Jalen Ramsey did against Miami in 2014. I think a young guy like Asante Samuel Jr. could have a huge game uh, this Saturday.
1: One thing that I want to keep in mind too is like certain things that have to have a chance for Florida State to win on Saturday. What are like what's y'all's picks in order for something to actually get the win? on Saturday, because a lot of people, of course, everybody's doubting Florida State. They should. What is going to have to be the key factor in order for Florida State to get some kind of edge over Miami uh, in an away game and rivalry game?
2: Win the turnover battle by two plus.
3: Dude, I was
1: – dude, don't take
3: my – That's, That's what why I, was I always gonna go say.
2: first. That's why I always go first, Dustin.
3: So you can make me look bad? So I can make you look <laughs> bad. That's my goal on here.
1: And this, this, I was going
3: to say Florida State has to win the turnover
1: battle by two.
2: <laughs>
1: and we don't even have any notes there's no notes this week we're all off the top just of our head time. with this one you have, to pick, you have to go with something you can add on to something else if you want
2: I have you, more things that they need to do Dustin if you need me to borrow one of mine just let uh, me know uh,
1: you go Logan
3: I'll, I'll get back on this train of thought
1: okay I'm uh, in mean, an obvious one of course Offensive line-wise, you've got to get something going with Cam Akers.
2: Oh, well, they're not going to do that,
1: so pick something else. <laughs> you
2: can't just change from being a bad offensive line to a good offensive line in one week. I'm not, <laughs> I'm
1: not saying that. I'm not saying that. They've proven themselves, at least for a first half, even into the third quarter against Clemson uh, last year, they did it. So I'm not saying. I'm just saying that they if they can be mentally ready to be able to block at least – Hopefully having Derek
2: Kelly and Landon Dickerson back will kind of make that process a little bit easier, but we will see.
1: Everybody's excited for that, but I don't see – I mean, of course you want to have starters back. But anyways, I'm still going off. I'm trying to just be optimistic in that range. I don't think there's – I think the offense still has got to figure out a few things on what they're doing sometimes. I, I feel like some guys are running routes that the quarterback doesn't even know what route they're running. Dustin tried to argue with about that with me uh after or during the game uh it seemed like Keith Gavin is open deep running the right route and <laughs> Francois is not finding him but uh if if that can work out and these little things can be fixed uh mentally i think the offensive line has just got to nut up
2: all right so mr optimism let's get these score predictions out you know, uh, I'll go last because you know last week I was kind of on the money, so you guys can go first.
1: Wow, 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 wow! Dustin had time to think there for more than thirty-five seconds while I was talking. <laughs> what a score so, prediction! Uh, <laughs> I know Ryan just moves on straight to it here.
2: All right, let me give mine. You guys, yeah, guys like go Ryan's got mind. it all in his head, you like he's already
1: done this. You need, I get Are it, you, you on need, someone else's podcast every week? You What's good?
2: You need the right one. You need the right one to go off of. You got to make yours close to mine so it sounds somewhat right when I'm on the money.
1: All right, I can mute. I can mute my headphones right now, and i be right more
2: than you. Okay, so I'm going. Uh, I don't think FSU can keep up with Miami's offense. Not because Miami's offense is good, but because FSU's offense is not. Uh, FSU will be in against a good defense in a hostile environment. Only chance they have to win, in my opinion, is if they. Um, force some some turnovers and win the turnover battle, protect the football and offense, because I, don't, I do not think they'll be able to out-gain Miami consistently on a yards-per-play basis. Uh, my score prediction is Miami 28, Florida State 17. Uh, don't crucify me. I think that's pretty fair, and I think if FSU has some big moments and big plays, hopefully we can uh, see some promising signs of a good play to come in the Taggart era.
3: You know, I picked I picked against Florida State a couple times this season, but uh, I'm not going to do it on this episode. I, I think, I think like I said earlier, when you come into this type of rivalry, the records are out the window. Everything you've done up until that point is out the window. It's just 60 minutes of fight on that field. And um, I think Florida State is going to come out inspired. They're going to play their best game of uh, 2018 so far on Saturday. They're going to beat Miami 27-24. Ricky Aguayo is going to hit a field goal in the final minute for the win.
1: Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Drop the bomb, sound bite. Wow. Mmm. So what drug are you on today? Never mind. We won't ask it. We won't ask it. Don't ask. <laughs> uh, so this will be – I was going to say if we all picked for – Uh, Miami to beat Florida State, and Florida State ends up getting the upset, then this would be a really good podcast next week. So thanks for ruining that. Um, Because I'm definitely going with Florida State uh, losing against Miami. Uh, Of course, this game will be competitive. I think it'll be more competitive than it was last year. I think these guys are hungry, angry. Uh, A lot of guys are Hold on, how does
2: it get more competitive than last year? Uh,
1: The start of the game for what... Like we talked about earlier, the Cam Akers' run over the defender was the reason that whole uh, sideline knew that they were playing a rivalry game against the Miami Hurricanes. That was about as quiet as that stadium was until that happened, and I can write there for it all. There's got to be some kind of uh, reason to do that again, but I don't think they're going to have to like actually see someone act- kill somebody on the field. For that to change i think they're going to come in hungry i think both teams are it'll be nasty as usual uh two cocky teams right now still even though florida state has a rough record but i think uh from both teams it will be nasty as usual uh, but I, I think like ryan said the miami's offense will be able to move the ball uh more than we think i i, I just don't know if it just depends on how that defensive line, and if Brian Burns can get back to that quarterback and shake some I actually up. trust
2: FSU's defense. Just It's kind of like the Virginia Tech game. Not I don't trust them to the point where they can hold the other team to three or six points, and eventually they're going to get tired, and FSU's offense is going to put them in bad positions, and they're going to give up some points. I think FSU's defense will play fine in this game. I just don't think the offense will do enough to win. Mm.
1: But uh, score, uh, 31-17 Miami Hurricanes and... I, just like I said, Logan just added a field goal. That's good. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky needs one after being pretty quiet last week. So why not give it to him? Uh, but yeah, that... just
3: just real quick. I
1: mean, I just want to ask you guys:
3: how do you how do you think Willie Taggart's feeling? You know, growing up as a Florida State fan, watching these rivalries on TV and in person, probably. And now he's he's the head man leading the Seminoles against the Hurricanes. I mean. What, what do you guys think that feeling's like, and, and what do you think he's kind of telling this team during the week about maybe his own experiences growing up watching this?
2: I feel like Taggart's the kind of guy to maybe show the team some past games and some of the ones he remembers, maybe the wide right, wide left, some of that stuff, and then, and then of yeah. course, some big FSU victories as well just to show him how much the rivalry means. And Miami looks like they're on the right track, so if, if Willie Taggart can figure it out at FSU, maybe there'll be some games like that to come.
1: I wouldn't be shocked if these on the schedule inside the locker room that Miami and Florida were circled with a star on top of it, or whatever. I think he was thinking about these games while he was on the plane coming to Tallahassee. Uh, I'm, I, I. He's gonna be mentally hyped. He might not show it physically, but he's gonna have these guys ready, and he definitely wants to prove to a lot of the FSU fans. And this is a perfect stage for it uh, on primetime, 3:30, ABC, ESPN, uh, in front of the whole country. So, that's pretty much all for this podcast. Uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. I definitely want to thank Peter Work for coming back on here, or coming on tonight and talking some rivalry rivalry smack with us. Uh, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. If you want to write, rate us five stars on iTunes, that would be awesome. It helps us out a lot. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter, at the Spear. If you ever have any questions that, or topics that you guys want us to talk about, please send them in, DM us, tweet us, uh, and we'll definitely make sure we put these in on the notes. But uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.